Blog Talk Radio. We've got to be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again We are exploding, the world is gonna know it We rock it like you're never gonna see us again Come on over Come on over And a good evening to you all It is 11.30pm and Pure Gold is live and on the air for this Thursday night June 19th, 2014 I don't even know when the last time we did a show. I don't even know the last time we had a guest. But anyway, this is the show that covers anything and everything and tells it like it is. My name is Joe, and my tag team partner that's cracking up on the other side of the glass is David Gomez. Sir, how are you? It's uh, very awesome, actually. Uh, you know, it's funny, folks. The reason I'm laughing is because yesterday I thought we had a show scheduled, and I signed on. I did about like a 15-minute slop fest. And I was waiting for Joe to sign on, and I was just laughing so hysterically because I went back to look at my text messages, and basically, uh, I guess Joe misunderstood something I said, and he thought that I was like, yeah, sure, let's see if it's possible. But I was actually saying, yes, let's do a show, and folks, here we are, the greatest show ever. Like I said, literally just laughing hysterically, as we do on this show. Enough rambling, though, folks. I'd like to be a part of this 30-minute show, which you probably won't because nobody ever calls in. Give us a call. 714-364-4721. That is the number right there. That is the number. <laughs> Make sure to check us out on our website, purecovg.com. Ooh, JB. So, did last night count as an official episode? Like, was it like episode 166? The website's not up to date. No, I deleted it. it doesn't, it's, it let's pretend it never happened, sir. Let's pretend it never happened. All right, so... Um, it's like we pretend well, this show and it never happens sometimes. Yeah, this the show is basically a glorified phone call to you at night, and then we're just talking about <laughs> things that <laughs> things about uh, we just want to discuss because you know we're not really friends. We're friends through the on-air blog talk radio. The we're friends on the has, internet. Yeah, the British lady has to get involved. So anyway, before we get underway, oh, on the on the program tonight, we'll just be talking about the the <laughs> basketball playoffs that just ended, the hockey playoffs. Some wrestling, okay, some World nobody Cup. Nobody knows what the hell we're going to talk about. You know, it's funny, yeah. I have to throw this out there before you continue rambling on, because I, I feel like this is going to be a ramble fest. You yeah, said you definitely. know the last time that we you know, had a guest schedule. Well, the fu- I, you know, the last time we had a guest, so well, the funny thing is we've had guests scheduled like our last three shows in a row, and nobody has just, like, decided to call in. They're like, hey, you know what, we're not going to call in. We changed our minds and stuff, which to me is hilarious, because, uh, you know, one – one of them felt like we weren't promoting her appearance enough, so she didn't come on. Um, although she assured me that she would come on another point. And maybe she did. You happen? You said you were watching TNA, right, sir? I was just the end. Uh, did you happen to see if uh, uh, Brittany made an appearance on TNA? I'm sure she did, but again, I DVR this usually. I just I was ready to turn <laughs> off my TV, and I saw Bobby Lashley win the title. So that that's a hot spoiler for everybody that hasn't watched it yet. So. Gotta love the, the booking decisions in TNA. But anyway, so Brittany was supposed to be on our show, and she still will be on the show hopefully in the future. Uh, Carrie Pomeroli, who's a comedian, was supposed to be on our show the last two weeks, um, and she decided to, you know, she couldn't make it one night, and she had an emergency the other night, and then she realized what kind of a show we were, and she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll be coming on this show, but hopefully we'll get her on at some point. And I tell you folks, 
yesterday you should have heard me, Joe. I was in rare form. I called this a show about anything and everything and talk like it is. The show about sports, life, and everything in between. I mean, I was really on fire yesterday, sir. <laughs> you you were going through all the cliches, but um, so Palm Palmateri, whatever her name is, doesn't want to come on the show, but um, you know there are other well, no, people. Well, she will that, eventually at some point, but uh, you know she hasn't been able to. So. Yeah, I mean, people beg to differ. You guys are awesome. I mean, when you when you hear that kind of stuff, you know, um, you really understand that we are really pure gold, and people do love our show. So, um, of course. All right, so yeah, so I was rambling about like uh, we'll talk some hockey real quick. We'll talk some basketball that ended, the two sports that end in June. The World Cup is underway. Just briefly on that, talk about the passing, unfortunate, of, of Chuck Knoll and of Tony Gwynn, and then we'll get into some wrestling if we have time, but I doubt it. So, sir, before we even get started, how was your birthday last week? I was good. I thought we already got started like five minutes ago, sir. <laughs> yeah, my birthday was good. Can't complain. Um, you know, my mom ended up making a nice lasagna for me on Sunday, which is my favorite food of all time. So I had a Father's Day lasagna, which is beautiful. Um, you know, I got a lot of nice gifts. My wife got me a whole bunch of stuff. Um... What else? My my daughter's got me some stuff. My mom, I mean, you know, my mother-in-law got me these amazing sneakers, which I've pretty much been forbidden from wearing until we go to Florida next week. So I have sneakers that I can't even use, sir. I mean, how, how great is that? <laughs> that is pretty great. Um, so we might as well tell the audience, because I might forget since I'm piloting the show, um, just like any great show, you know, Mike's on or, you know, Joe and Evan or Boomer Carton, this is the the vacation season. And Pure Gold will be taking, uh, well, we'll probably be on the air next week, but then we'll be taking a week or two off. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, we will. Well, when I'm in Florida, actually, you know what? Technically, it'll only be a week because I'll be in Florida, but we can do a show next um, Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on, you know, when, when the mood strikes us because, uh, okay. you know, I think the only reason we're doing this show is out of some, like, perverse obligation to the, to the like, one person that listens to us, that, that uh, English guy, uh, Wade Barrett, who called in that one time. Um, That's right. But aside from that, I actually forget what that guy's name was. But aside from that, um, you know, we'll probably do a show next week. I, I see no reason why not. And then, you know, we'll take our little vacation, as you mentioned. Yeah, so let's get right into it because we we'll, we only got about 25 minutes to play with. Um, I just want to mention about the – I just want to get into the Mets for about two seconds. Mistake! Okay, and now on to the NBA playoffs. Uh, the finals just ended, and sir – the Spurs played the Heat in a, I thought it was going to be another classic finals because you had these two teams play last year um, to a, you know, they went to a game seven and it was a pretty great series. And this year, um, I don't know whether it was the fact that the Spurs had revenge on their mind or the fact that the Miami Heat were just injured and just broke down and completely just um, spit the bit, if you will, but sir. Good news for all the NBA fans that just cannot stand LeBron James and the Heat. They go down in five games in a whimper, and now there's talk of, you know, LeBron possibly leaving, Dwayne Wade maybe leaving. You know, these guys all have options to opt out of their contract. It's a big one, big mess, but uh, congratulations to the Spurs, probably the best NBA team going for the last uh, 15 years, I'd say. Well, it's amazing, sir. You know, it is to win uh, two titles, you know, and I'm not counting the other the other ones that they've won, but I'm saying to win two titles 15 years apart, that's unheard of. And it goes to show you how great of a player Tim Duncan is. It goes to show you where he belongs in the pantheon of all-time greats. And it also goes to show you that crime doesn't pay. And it's an absolute crime <laughs> what LeBron did to uh, the fans in Cleveland. And 
I mean, of course, people hate him for that reason. Uh, he's not the reason. Well, let me say this much about him. He is definitely not the reason that his team lost. Um, Dwayne Wade decided that his season was over about a week early. Um, and it's funny because he took a whole bunch of games off this year to to rest his body so that he would be able to play in the finals, and then he makes it to the finals, and he, quote-unquote, spit the bid, <coughs> as you said earlier. But um, the interesting thing to me, sir, is that you look at the – you talk about a team and you talk about what a team is. The Spurs are that. They're the epitome of a team, sir. And you talk about revenge, that that's 100%. <laughs> what was on the mind of the of the San Antonio Spurs because they were able to do, I mean, what nobody else was able to do. They destroyed the Heat, sir. They they honestly, they embarrassed LeBron James and the Miami Heat, and it's just amazing what they did. And you know what? My question to you, sir, is uh, the is um is the big three done? You know, are the Heat done, sir? That that's what I'd like to know from you because to me it seems like, and I've heard a lot of talk about that. Uh, you know. People, a little chatter in the NBA and whatnot, and of course all the the experts are talking about the Heat and saying they're done, sir. What do you think? I mean, you tell me, sir. Are are the Heat done? I mean, in in order to answer that, I have to say like we have. Uh, the, I mean, the big question mark is going to be whether LeBron James wants to stay on the Heat or whether he wants to take his talent away from South Beach and to another team, which you know LeBron James has every right to. They won two titles the last two years. They're um, they went back to back, and now. If he wants to prove, yeah. If he wants, yeah, belly to belly. If he wants to prove himself, he um, he might want to go to another team and try win a title with another um, you know group of people. So I'm not sure if the Heat are done at this point. I think LeBron James, like he said, he's going to take a couple of days off, um, and then this a couple of weeks off probably, and then decide with his family, with his team, if he wants to come back. I think Dwayne Wade, like you said. Only re- he rested and then still broke down. Uh, the guy is like, I don't know if he's just over the hill or he's washed up, but he's become very injury prone. So I don't know if his career, you know, he has one more year. He has an option to buy into his contract for $20 million. I don't see why he wouldn't do that, even if he's going to be injured throughout the year. So um, the Heat right now are a question mark. Um, I know you didn't get to watch the finals, but I, I know that from from after game two, I started texting well, I you. I a little bit of it, sir. I, you know, I, you? I did watch some of it. The reason okay. I wasn't able to watch too much is because of the job that I had at the time and, you know, getting home late and stuff and then dealing with the kids, but it's not like I wasn't interested. Um, but but tell me, sir, well, um, I just have to throw that out there before you, you start ripping me on the air. No, no, I just wanted to get your take on it because I know you couldn't watch all the final, uh, the finals when I was watching. When you were when you were getting my texts about these crazy blowout scores, I mean, did you feel like that it was just the heat that was just crumbling under the pressure of the Spurs? Do you think that... I mean, what were you thinking when you were seeing these obnoxious? Because what basically what the Heat, um, what the Spurs did to the Heat was, all of the games that they won, they blew them out by double-digit leads, and um, that's very rare in the finals. You very rarely see um, a team, especially a two-time defending champion, go down in five games and then lose double-digit lead, uh, lose double digits by double digits, uh, all four games. Yeah, I mean they they were completely destroyed and dismantled. They're just they were annihilated, sir. And the thing that gets me too, you know, for all the talk and everything that we we could say, the truth is that when you look at the the finals, the facts and the facts and the numbers don't lie. The Heat should have been swept. I mean, they should have gone down in four games. And you know, the Spurs. I don't know if they just had you know an off couple shots, but man, I mean, you talk about team, you talk about winning. The Spurs did all that, and they completely and utterly dismantled the Miami Heat. And again, 
I know you said that it depends on what LeBron does and everything like that, but, I mean, man, you, if you're a Heat fan, you can't be feeling too good about this team, sir. And, again, I understand, yes, they have won two titles. You cannot take that away from them. Um, but I guess, it, and, again, we talked about this off the air, but what bugs me is when you see all these people talking about the legacy of LeBron James and, you know, he's you know better than Jordan or he's just as good as Jordan. I mean, can that finally be put to rest? You know, Jordan... I'm not a huge, uh, you know, basketball aficionado, sir. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but was Michael uh, Michael Jordan not undefeated in the NBA Finals? He sure was. He also had a better and, cast of characters. Oh well, of course, but I mean, think about it though. I mean, you have Dwayne Wade, who's a who is a superstar in his own right, already had a title before LeBron got here. You know, Chris Bosh, who's who's not um, not on LeBron or Wade's level, but he's definitely a very good ball player. I mean, you know, these these guys aren't slouches. Yeah, the the Bulls had a better, uh, you know, kind of like the supporting cast and, and the, the, you know, the the production guys and the guys in the back and all that. But at the end of the day, I mean, the Heat won two titles with these fools. And to look at them now, to look at the disgrace, the embarrassment that they suffered, the humiliation, um, I don't know, sir. You know, this, this team, uh, they may be done. Uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. I, honestly, I think the Heat... <coughs> Could be, could truly be washed up, and you know when you look at the legacy LeBron James, he's, you know he's already lost uh, three NBA, th- he's two and three in the finals. I mean, how can how can that be uh, understated, sir? He's he's two and three in the NBA finals. I mean that's not a good thing, sir. That's not a good record for any stretch of the imagination. No, it's definitely not. The the Heat did go to four straight finals, and that's a uh, that's a pretty good accomplishment. They they lost. On the bookends, they basically lost their first trip to the finals uh, as a team, and then they lost the, this past year. So they went two and two in the four years um, together. So, yeah, I, I do. I mean, honestly, I could see Chris Bosh leaving for another team. I heard rumors of Lakers, and um, you know, if LeBron James really wants to cement his legacy, he wants. I think he he either takes less money and builds more. You know, builds a better team around him because. At this point, the guy makes so much money in endorsements. I don't see why you wouldn't just take a not like the minimum wage for the salary for the NBA, but just a lower salary to get yourself surrounded with better players and just keep winning rings. Because again, like you said, two and three is really not that good in the finals. And if you want to compare yourself to Jordan, you're gonna to have to win at least another five, maybe six rings to get one more than Jordan, and then have the conversation about yeah, at least so. You want to have you want if you're LeBron James, your motivation shouldn't be money right now. It should be getting as many rings as you can, so you could be in that conversation with Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and um, the likes of those type of players. Yeah, I mean, even even in that, you know, I mean, Kobe's got five titles. You know, LeBron, and of course, people always compared Kobe and Michael more closely, not in terms of quality, but in terms of the style of player. You know, that aggressive nature that Jordan had, and of course, that Kobe uh, exemplifies. But when you look at the uh, the, the legacy again, uh, you talk about LeBron James, which really that's kind of what the only thing anybody cares about. Um, as good a player as he is, and as great as he is, I mean, he's been to five NBA Finals and he has a losing record. And if you're telling me that he has to win five more, I mean, what are the odds of him making it to that many, you know, that many championships? I mean, Le- LeBron would have had to at that point he would have had to have been in like you know twelve. Wait, hold on, five. Yeah, he would have to have been in a minimum of 12 times in the NBA Finals, which is not an easy thing to do, sir. I mean, I would say this. I think the NBA is an easier sport to get to the Finals than, you know, as far as repetition and stuff than, than other sports. 
um, you know, like the hockey, and of course we're going to have to segue into that eventually, but man, I tell you, it's just, it, it just drives me nuts when I hear people talking about the greatness of LeBron James, and you know, can, you know, can we, uh, can we let it go? Can we let go of the fact that he's not Michael Jordan, he never will be, and the facts are the facts, and the numbers don't lie, sir? Nope, I agree with you. So, um, this, and uh, the other funny thing is, that you're right, though, the Spurs could have easily swept the Heat, because in game two, the only game that the the Heat did win in San Antonio, they they won by two points. So um, I don't know if it was just the Spurs, um, you know, taking the the pedal off the metal or whatever it is, but they they really turned it on after Game Two after they lost by two points and they really destroyed the Heat in Miami and then they just finished them off uh, this past Sunday night um, Father's Day um, and it was good to see because again, like you said, the the Spurs are the epitome of a of a team. They play team ball. They play team. They have a great offense. They have a great defense. Um, the coach who escapes me now, Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is is going to go down in my estimation as maybe the third best coach that ever coached, um, next to Red Auerbach. And un- unfortunately, he's going to be you know right behind. And I don't agree with it. He'll be right behind Phil Jackson because Phil Jackson has what eleven rings. But um, they yeah. were with, like, the greatest player in the world, Michael Jordan, and then he had Kobe Bryant Shaq when he was with the Lakers. Um, I think the way Rudy, um, Greg Popovich does it um, with, with – Yeah, Rudy Tomjanovich, whatever you want to call him, it's fine. Yeah, that guy, the Harvard champion. Uh, but, the, you know, Greg Popovich is just a great coach. I mean, look at the championships. He has five now. He could have easily had six last year when that, that series went to seven. And he manages players. He manages their time, which tells me that – you know, Tim Duncan will be back next year, one more year, and hopefully, you know, if it's not the Celtics, I mean, it's the Spurs that win another title because um, watching the finals this year was just great to see team ball. Everybody on that team just contributes every part, and there's no, like, there's no ego on that team. There's no nothing, and it's good to see that they won another title. I'm happy for Tim Duncan. Oh, I think he, I'm, I think Tim Duncan's one of the best top 50 players of all time, and I think he's already been voted that. Um, just saying that, you know, he's so he goes under the radar every year. He doesn't like, you know, nobody compares him to like a LeBron James or a Kobe Bryant. But the guy, is a, he's got a great heart. He's a great champion, and um, he's definitely going to go down and, as one of the best ever. Yeah, Mike. Mike would put him in the top ten, sir. I mean, I know you mentioned top fifty, but Mike talked about him being in the top ten. Of course, Mike being a producer on this show, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Oh, you mean Mike Francesa? Of course, uh, you have a show on the uh, internet. If we can get the uh, other monkeys in the back, what is the point? Exactly, but um, you know, sir, when you look at it, um, the Spurs are amazing. Tim Duncan is an amazing player. They're 15 years apart, two titles. Is that the longest stretch between two titles uh, for, you know, in terms of like first title, last title, whatever uh, for any player? Yeah. Or, I mean, I, I believe that's it is. Amazing. So. Yep. Sir, that, that, that's an amazing accomplishment, and again, can't take enough away from them. Well, what amazes me more than anything is the fact that they were able to get beaten. You know, they were able to get beaten last year, and then to come back single-minded. We're going to get revenge. We're going to get revenge. We're going to get revenge. And you know what? They did. Sir, they, they, did. they got revenge on the, the Heat. They came back after losing last year and utterly and thoroughly embarrassed the Miami Heat, which, of course, you know, you me. And all the other schmucks like us, that's music to our ears. Music to our ears. So congratulations to the Spurs. Thank God for the heat is done. I, I mean, I, I personally agree with you, too. I think that even if LeBron James came back, I think that the heat's run is over. I don't think they're going to be able to, to retool, as Pat Riley said. I think at a press conference today. So 
we'll see what happens with the basketball. So the basketball season ends on a good note. And for me, the hockey season, switching gears, also ended on a good note because the L.A. Kings hate the Rangers. Uh, beat the Rangers. You know, 20-year anniversary. People thought this was karma. This was the time for the Rangers to win another cup. But um, the Kings were just too strong, too big. And, you know, the, I think they were the better team. They went through the West, which was a gauntlet of teams. And then they played the, the right. Rangers, and, and they beat them in five. So congratulations to the Kings. I know that you probably were rooting for the Rangers, but um, if oh, you saw any of the games, if you saw any games, no, you I did, that. Actually. I, I watched quite a bit of the games. Um, yeah. And what, what gets me, sir, again, as a non-hockey fan, um, is the fact that the, the – I was going to say the Heat – the fact that the Rangers were in, other than game three – where they lost three nothing. Um, they were in every game, sir. They could have won all of those games. I mean, we could be talking about, you know, the the Kings having lost in five to the Rangers quite easily. I mean, it's not even like, I mean, you know, every game, every time you look at it, you know, there was double overtime, this and that. The Rangers were winning in most of the games actually, and they just couldn't hold on. You mentioned the you know the Kings being stronger, the Kings being better, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, they won, so you know, they're the better team. But uh, you know, it could have been a different outcome. So it really, it really could have been. It's not like the Rangers got blown out. It's not like they got embarrassed or humiliated. It's just, you know, they couldn't close the games out. And that's probably this is probably one of the better, if not best, five game series in hockey history, sir. I mean, who would ever think that you'd have a riveting five game series? Have you even heard of such a thing? Never have, but I agree. It was the, the games were that close, and I think the only reason why they were that close is because of Lundqvist, because he's a great goalie. He kept the Rangers in a lot. If you look at the shots on goal for most of the games, the, the Rangers were outshot at least 2-1 to one every game. So Lundqvist, if it wasn't for Lundqvist, the Rangers wouldn't have been in the game because he was making so many saves. And you know that, that last goal that they scored with, um, I forget who scored the winning goal for the, the Kings, um, you could see that the disappointment was on Lundqvist's face as he puts his head right down to the ice and knew it was over. Um, so being a non-Ranger fan as I am, I mean, I was glad to see that. But it was a, a pretty good entertaining finals for me. But the Kings, again, were the better team, only because if you look at some of the stats like shots on goal, you saw that they were just pounding away at Lundqvist. He made some amazing saves, and unfortunately for the Ranger fans and the Rangers themselves, they lose the cup um, in five games, and you know hockey is a tough sport to say that they're going to be back again next year because um, there's so much parity, just like there is in, in, in football. Um, you never know what teams are going to rise up and get to the finals. So if Lundqvist, you know, stays healthy, I think the Rangers have a good shot to make another run. But um, when you look at other teams out in the West and the Kings as the Stanley Cup champions, two, two out of three years, I think they're going to be a tough team to beat if they stay intact. So. Um, entertaining well, like this, look, look, yeah. look no further than the fact that you know one of these teams took them two decades to get back to the finals. I mean, That's it literally it. took 20 years for the Rangers to get back to the finals after, of course, the amazing you know 94 Cup win. So that goes to show you right there, it's not an easy sport to you know to go to go back and repeat. You get yeah. cover you know three titles for the for the Devils, et cetera, et cetera. You know, in recent memory, but the fact is that it, this isn't this is not the NBA. You know, you're not going to have a team going four four years in a row. Of course, your your Islanders did it back in the '70s, but you're not going to have teams going four years in a row to the finals. You know, and or even with the Bills. So it yeah. just goes to show that it's a different world that we live in. And um, you know, the Rangers had a hell of a season. They lost. I mean, you know, their their fans should be proud of them. You never want to. You never. You don't want to be one of those fans saying, "Oh, well, you know, at least they made it to the finals." But 
you know what? They did. They made it to the finals after so many years. And, you know, kudos to them. And, of course, kudos to the Kings for winning. You know, hell, hell of a series, sir. And, again, as a non-hockey fan, I, I have to admit, I appreciate everything I saw. Yeah, I, th- I think you you uh, could easily say that playoff hockey is really great to watch. I don't know about watching regular season oh, games. I think I can't even watch a regular season game every single night that they're on. So playoff hockey is a different type of um, – it's just a different type of feel, if you know what I mean. Like it's just uh, yeah. every game is really um, action-packed. Oh, of course, absolutely. No, I, I agree with you because I even saw some of the Rangers, uh, you know, the previous series, and it was definitely action-packed. It was exciting, and I got to see why why so many people of your ethnic background like hockey. <laughs> so we oh, end racial comment tonight on PG. Yeah, yeah I could tell. So we t- we we put a, a nice bow on the hockey season and basketball season, and now what we started uh, what started last week is probably the biggest tournament every four years, the World Cup. Um, and I always forget what team you're actually rooting for. So let's just let me just ask you, what team do you root for at the, in the World Cup? Well, the team that I root for in the World Cup uh, is done. Uh, that should give you an idea of oh, Spain? Uh, who I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, sir. They didn't, they didn't even score a goal. Uh, amazingly enough, and these are, these are defending uh, World Cup champions. And the reason I root for Spain, quite simply, is because America will never be a good hockey country. Hockey, oh my goodness. <laughs> America will never be a good. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Only a late night PG will you have that kind of comment being made. We're talking World Cup, and I go back to hockey. They're never going to have a great uh, soccer program. They're never going to be one of the top teams, you know, when it comes to the World Cup. So, I, you know, it's like we're for the Mets. I just can't do it to myself. So. I'm going to go for another team, and I do have Spanish roots, um, you know, actual, like, you know, family members and whatnot. And I do consider, you know, I am part Spanish, technically. I mean, all Puerto Ricans are, but I actually am. You know, my great-grandmother was from Spain. So, <coughs> woo! I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, when they won last year, <coughs> last time with, uh, you know, David Villa getting the game-winning goal, et cetera, et cetera, winning the cup, that was awesome. I loved it. Um, and, again, I hate soccer with a passion. But, now I don't know to root for, sir, so I'm going to need your help. You know, it's funny. I, I agree with you with the whole United States. For some reason, we'll never be good at soccer just like the rest uh, just like the rest of the world. I think that teams like, um, you know, Germany, Brazil, and even like Italy, who I root for, are just the better teams. They just have a better roots, and they just have better players. Um, even though the U.S. beat Ghana a couple of days ago and everyone went crazy about it, they do play a Portuguese team that's going to be very upset after losing to Germany 4 nothing, I believe. Um, so I think this Sunday at 6 o'clock on ESPN or ABC, you've got Portugal versus the United States. And um, I, I think that Portugal comes back and actually beats the United States because I think they're the better team, even though it, they didn't show that last game against Germany. Germany right now is just on fire. I think that between Germany and Brazil, I think those are your teams that are going to get to the, the cup final the world, for the World Cup. I mean, I wouldn't be... I, I, w- I would love to see Italy get there again, but I just don't know if they have the, the firepower that these two uh, great teams do, like Brazil and uh, Germany. So the World Cup is underway. You know, it's a it's a great – I mean, I don't like soccer either, but I like the idea of this tournament every four years, so I will watch when Italy plays, Basically, when the United States plays. The reason you like it is because it's like, a, it's like a huge King of the Ring tournament played out over a, on a grander scale. Right. You know, what's interesting what to me, what's interesting to me, sir, about uh, about uh, soccer, I keep thinking of hockey. Only on PG would we, you know, we'd be talking about soccer and hockey. You know, we we never talk about either one of those sports. 
Um, but what, what gets me is right like today, Columbia won. They're winning. I think two to one was the final. They were they beat the yep. Ivory Coast or yep. whatever the hell their, their name is. Um, you know, I'm thinking again, somebody who doesn't know anything about soccer here, asking, hey, you know, has Columbia ever won a World Cup? Of course, they were laughing at me. And you know, I, I was thinking about this, and it seems to be that there's there's just a, like you said, there's a few powerhouse teams, but. You know, who's won the most World Cups? It's just a thing where, like I said, the U.S. will never win. And I was thinking about this the other day. I believe it's because of the perception that we have that, you know, we're not a soccer country, which, you know, thank God for that. But, <coughs> for example, my wife's nephew loves soccer, plays soccer, you know, plays on teams. He's gone to the Red Bulls training camps, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he's in a lot of that. And he's, his dream is to grow up, you know, play soccer for Portugal. He's American-born. Dad's from Panama, his mom's, you know, Venezuelan, but American-born, his whole life lived here, and instead of saying, yeah, let me help the U.S., no, let me go to Portugal, because they have a great, you know, soccer team, and they're always, either, they're always, you know, making waves, and, you know, World Cup, all these wins, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and I think that, to me, perfectly encapsulates the problem with American soccer, and again, the reason that America won't ever be taken seriously, so you could comment on that, but... Uh, who who has the most World Cups? I mean, is, this, is are we talking like Yankee style here? Is just a couple of teams that have won four or five? You know, give me the lowdown, answer. Yeah, I mean, with the World Cup because it happens only every four years and it's only been around since about 1930, I believe. Um, Brazil actually has the most World Cups. They have five World Cups, and right behind them is Italy with four, and then you have Germany and a couple of teams with three. So. Uh, that's the one reason I don't want to see Brazil get another title, even though they're in their whole, they're in their country, which will give them an advantage, and they have a good team this year. But I don't want to see them. I mean, I obviously want to see Italy uh, tie them in, in career um, World Cups. So five, sir, is the record that uh, Brazil holds, and then Italy's right behind them, and then a couple other great teams are right behind them. Awesome, good stuff. Yep. So- I mean, you, so you're you're pulling for Italy, uh, you said. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to watch the United States play because they're playing my wife's team because she's Portuguese on Sunday, so that should be fun. But, uh, yeah, I agree that the United States will never just be as good as these other teams. And Italy, uh, whereas they're not you know, they're not picked to go far this year, this tournament, uh, they were able to beat England 2-1 to in a pretty fun game. I watched that game on Sunday, and they're now playing tomorrow at 12 o'clock against the um, Costa Rica, I believe. So if they win this game, they get... They advance basically the top two teams of each group. There's four teams in a group. The top two teams with the most points advance to the knockout stage, which, again, is like a king of the ring. Basically, it's a single elimination tournament, Yeah, which gets really interesting. So this tournament wraps up. The World Cup wraps up on July 13th, uh, where the the two teams play in the finals. So um, it's the most watched sporting event um, of the year, obviously, way over the Super Bowl, which is interesting. Maybe. Well, you know, just think about it. Super Bowl is really an American thing, whereas uh, yeah. soccer, you're talking, you know, every country pretty much every is country. watching this. So, of course, it's yep. going to be the most watched sporting event on the planet. Yep. As, as boring as I think soccer really is, um, you know, I, I was thinking about this too the other day, and I'm not sure if we ever discussed this. Probably not. But I think the reason that soccer is very popular is simple. Think about this, right? You're a big baseball fan. I'm a big baseball fan. What would you say is your favorite sport, football? Yeah, I mean, at this point in my life, I think football is, has definitely taken over, yes. All right. But you, you're, you're also a big baseball fan, correct, even though the, our team is yep. terrible? Yep. Think about this. If you want to get a game together with your buddies and you're a kid, baseball, what do you need? You need a ball. You need a bat. You need several gloves. 
You know, you need a whole bunch of guys. Even if you wanted to do just, you can do a two-on-two, you could figure that out in a schoolyard summer or whatever, but you still need equipment. Uh, you know, football, obviously you need football, which is not as easy to come by. Soccer, all you need is a round ball. You can play with anything pretty much and just get a bunch of guys together, get a ball, kick it around, and you're good to go. Whereas, like I said, baseball, America's pastime formerly, need all this equipment for. Um, you know, soccer is so much easier. I mean, you could even put, like, a posts and just in between that as a goal. So you have the ability where in poor countries, anyone can just pick up and say, hey, I'm going to play soccer. Let's go play soccer. It, it, to me, it just seems so much of a simpler concept than these other sports, and I believe that's a big part of the reason why so many kids like it, and it's such a popular sport around the world, sir. Yep, and I think the United States um, are, are the people that grow up in this country um, see the other four sports where there's a lot of scoring, there's a lot of action, whereas soccer is usually held to like one or two goals, if that, each game, and sometimes the games end in tie. They do end in ties in hockey during the regular season. But, again, Americans want to see a definitive winner. They want to see action. They want to see points. That's why you see the NFL always changing the rules for the offense so that there's more scoring. So that's why I think that soccer will never really catch on. Um, it'll catch on basically at the high school and lower levels. Uh, but when it gets to, like, World Cup, um, just, you know, players are not as good. They're not as skilled as other people throughout the world. And that's why uh, just, you know, soccer will never catch on is because people just don't like to see zero-zero ties. And that's most of the time you're seeing zero-zero ties in soccer um, during the regular season. And then, you know, you go to these penalty kicks, which, again, is um, a way to end the game because in hockey you have, um, you know, what do you call it? You have a shootout during the regular season, but then when it gets to the playoffs, there's no shootout after the first overtime. These two teams, two teams will keep playing until a, you know, there's a sudden death goal. So, again, this is this, these are all the reasons that I think that soccer will never catch on. It's just too boring for people to watch during another regular season, and just there, there's no way they're as good as these other players. So we got plenty of time because the, again, it's a month long process. So we could talk. Um, we could talk World Cup each show and to talk about how each of these teams are advancing. But I did want to get, and you did mention baseball. I want to mention two baseball nuggets. Last night, uh, in particular, uh, Clayton Kershaw pitched a no-hitter. Did you hear about this, sir? Yes, I did, sir. Absolutely. And congrats to what? him. Clayton Kershaw, a hell of a pitcher. Some people yeah. we tried to get on the show, but unfortunately, um, you know, logistics and the, the man, you know, held him down, so we weren't able to get that, sir. Yeah, what I find interesting about this, and maybe we never, maybe we did talk about. It, I forget. I talked to my dad about this. What I find interesting is that a no hitter, um, if you you can make the argument that a no hitter is hard to get uh, because it's all relied on the pitcher, whereas a perfect game, you could be pitching a perfect game, obviously, and if there's an error in the field, that could cost you um, just the, the perfect game. So I know that people would want a perfect game over a no hitter. But isn't it interesting that it seems like a no-hitter is harder to get than a perfect game? Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, yeah, I, mean, I agree with that, sir. It's definitely harder. Um, no-hitters no have never been anything easy to come by, sir. I mean, yeah, Nolan Ryan threw like 40 of them, but Nolan Ryan also pitched for about 100 years. So, you know, that's why when Johan Santana, you know, finally did it for the Mets, it was such a big deal, and I was so excited about it. Yeah, so he strikes, I think it's only a matter of time, he strikes out 15, and the only reason why he doesn't get the perfect game last night was because Hanley Ramirez had a throwing error, I forget if it was in the 7th or 8th inning, 
so he loses the perfect game that way. But he basically threw um, a gem of a game from what I hear. I saw some of the highlights. I didn't watch it live. Um, that was my baseball nugget. And the other baseball nugget was the unfortunate passing of Tony Gwynn, who had, I believe, um, throat or mouth cancer from chewing tobacco all those years. But, sir, what a... Yeah, oral uh, cancer, sir. Oral cancer, that's right. Well, what a, what a consummate professional in terms of just his attitude, of uh, the love of baseball, and just the, the fact that it was a hitting machine. Um, did no, you know he, he was, died? I mean, he was mostly a singles machine, let's be honest about that. But he was, stuff, he was. Like, I, was having, I was having this conversation with my wife the other day, and, you know, it's not that I don't have sympathy, of course, for the family and stuff, but, and again, she made the point that it was a different time where Tony lived, and, but I just have a problem with these guys, man, you know, uh, Guys who were like the, the stupidity again. Let's bring the mess into this. Josh Edgen, not was it Edgen? I think it was Josh Edgen. He made a comment that yeah, you know, oh I could I could because he he does he dips the tobacco and stuff. Oh yeah, I could uh you know stop chewing tobacco tomorrow and then get hit by a bus. So you know what's the point? And this is right after the Tony Gwynn thing. And of course it goes to sort of the ignorance and the, and the, the mess as a franchise and you know as a whole. But you know, I mean come on, why why was he chewing tobacco all those years? I mean, he's shortened his life. Guy's 50-something years old, shortened his life. He could have lived a long, healthy life. Um, and he ends up dying over something as stupid as, you know, an addiction to, to chewing tobacco. And, that, and again, uh, condolences, of course, to the family. But the stuff like that really bothers me, sir. It just, it just drives me nuts. Like, why did he have to put his, his life at risk doing that? Yeah, and I think what he did was, towards the end of his life, um, he was able to... Um, bring the message out to the younger generations about, you know, chewing tobacco or even smoking is just not good for you. And I think he was able to turn a negative into a positive one. He was able to just, you know, tell his experience, his life, and the reason why um, he felt like, you know, the young generation shouldn't be chewing tobacco, shouldn't be putting, you know, tobacco in their mouth or anything like that because he was the example of um, just a great guy that unfortunately had cancer and and passed away way too young, I think age of 54, um, what yeah. I found interesting, what I found interesting about him after, because uh, I knew some stats about him, but he was batting 394 in the shortened season in in 1994, and he could have yeah. easily batted 400. Um, you know, the last person to do that was Ted Williams, uh, but he was a hitting machine indeed. And there's only one guy that actually struck him out three times in one game uh, in his career. His name was Bob Welsh, and he passed away, I believe, a couple weeks ago. Oh so, wow. Yeah, so he passed away, which was um, sad and interesting. Also, at the same I time. mean, different cancer, but I believe it was cancer as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a different. Yeah, it was a different cancer. I forget which one it was, but it's. I I don't know if it's interesting. I don't know what the word is, but it's it's. I, I, yeah, it's, I don't know. Ironic. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, I, I guess ironic is the word. But um, yeah, yeah Gwyn was a great player. I mean, he had like a 330, 340 lifetime average. And you're right. You know, he was the last person to seriously challenge. Uh, the 400, of course, for with Ted Williams, like you mentioned, sir. Yeah. So um, Bob Walsh, um, even Chuck Knoll passed away um, since we were last on the air, and Chuck Knoll was the only, is the only coach to ever have uh, four Super Bowl rings. No other coaches ever have four Super Bowl rings, so that's interesting. Um, I don't really know the guy other than he, you know, he coached during this the Steel Curtain uh, era where they won four Super Bowls, and uh, no other coach has gotten to four Super Bowls yet. Um, you know. Bill Belichick he almost won, got won there. Four Super Bowls. He won four straight, right? Yeah, nobody else has won four Super Bowls. Is what you're saying? Right, as a coach, right? So. No, because Marv Levy lost four Super Bowls. That's why That's you, know, right. you mentioned Chuck Knoll, and he did yeah. go to four in a row, which is yeah. insane, by the way. And you know, if we're gonna get morbid about this, we might as well get all the way morbid. I hear Jim Kelly 
also has cancer. I don't know if it's oral cancer as well. I believe it is. And right yeah, now he's so. not doing well. So he, he, you know, um, there there might be sad news coming down the pike about him too. And I like Jim Kelly as a quarterback. I I thought he was a good quarterback. He wasn't one of the greatest, but he was. You know, he led the team to four straight Super Bowls. Um, not not a bad thing um, in that regard. It's a shame he couldn't get that one title, sir. And you know, yeah. and this is pure go where we do it more of it twenty four seven. Definitely. Yeah, I mean the, well, the the only shot that he really had was against the Giants. I think the other teams, uh, the other three games, they were just blown out. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, so, sir. And you know, of course, uh, Scott Norwood with the missed field goal. If yeah. not for that, then he would have had a, he would have had a Super Bowl title. He would have. So we've we've hit all four sports. We talked baseball, some basketball, hockey. Let's just quickly talk real fast. I know it's hard to. Um, let's just talk wrestling real quick because there's only three minutes left. So I scheduled the show for 45 minutes. <laughs> it's almost over. Um, yeah, hurry so up! The, we gotta end this right now. Yeah. So Daniel Bryan was officially stripped of the the World Heavyweight Championship because he couldn't physically return to to action because the uh, the operation I guess was serious enough where he had to be out for a couple months and you would expect that. So they officially stripped him a couple of weeks ago. Now they have a Money in the Bank match coming up, the pay-per-views in a couple of weeks, next Sunday, not this Sunday coming up. And you have um, six comp- you have six competitors, Roman Reigns, Cesaro, um, some other people, you know, even John Cena's in it. Do you see, sir, is this the time that Cesaro makes that big leap and becomes the World Heavyweight Champion, or do you think that uh, they're going to go the safe route and give it to John Cena? No, I think they'll go a safer route. I don't think Cena will get it. I think <clears throat> Orton probably. I can't imagine Cesaro getting it, but that would be awesome, sir. That would be. I'd have some good news there. Imagine the way Barrett gets it. I mean, he's got a hell of a push. Yeah, I mean, it would be And you don't think Roman Reigns is it's, it's no chance, right? No, I definitely think it's way too early for Reigns to get a push. Um, you know, I was going to make a comment about the fact that Dean Ambrose and uh, well, specifically Seth Rollins were in the same ring gear that he had when he was at the Shield, which makes no sense, but apparently yeah. they changed it, and now Dean Ambrose has that that bum you know, uh, wife beater and jeans look. Um, but what gets me about that, sir, again, I'm going to throw this out there real quick, is that Rollins wrestles a style that's a face style. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. And Dean Ambrose's entire personality, Brian Pillman, like, could be a heel. He, I think Ambrose would be a great heel. Not yep. a main eventer because he doesn't have the build for it, but he can be a great, like, high mid-card guy as a heel. But, of course, the WWE books him as a face. Yep. So, you know, they announced, Triple H announced on his website in an exclusive interview, quote-unquote, that there's going to be a second Money in the Bank uh, ladder match. That one will be for a title shot in the future. So, um, you know, we we already have the the network, so we're gonna we already bought the pay-per-views for 9.99 a month, basically. So, in a couple of weeks, we will be able to watch Money in the Bank, and we'll see who the new champion is because Daniel Bryan has been injured and won't be able to return to action for another couple months at least. So, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, it should be and interesting then, to see who gets involved in the second uh, title match, the, the title shot. Yeah, sure would. So we'll definitely, like Dave said in the beginning of the show, we're either going to have a show on Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on, you know, what we feel like. I just can't do it Thursday, this Thursday coming up. So um, we'll see. So well, sorry. neither could I because I'll be in Florida. So. Yeah. Well, you have a good vacation either way. And, um, Thank you, sir. Yeah, we'll, def- we'll definitely be on the air next week sometime. So take us out so I can hit the show ending. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, make sure to check us out, puregolpg.com. You know, hopefully we'll have some good guests coming up, a couple of people that I've been, you know, have been in the works. We'll try to get them on. But, folks, make sure to check us out next week at some point. 
And, of course, give us a call right now as we hang up, 714-364-4721. This is the greatest show ever, JB, uh, for once and once only. Take it away. All right, folks. You all have a good night. Dave, again, have a good vacation. It was good talking to everyone. Again, if you want to call in, 714-364-4721. Take us home. Please call us. Good night, everyone. What's the name of your show? Pure Gold. Pure Gold. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. You guys are awesome. Let's go, Matt. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> See ya.